Welcome to Climax Connection Radio, where you will be entertained and educated in the world of all matters sexual. Now here's our host, Sharon Summers. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to our show today. Hello, George. Hello, Sharon. So today we are discussing different uh, masturbation techniques, fingers, toys, porn, magazines, all these different uh, things that we all use to make our alone time a little bit more fun. Yes, we are. How, How things have changed throughout the years. Well, they have. They definitely have until the early 1900s. There really were no sex toys. Well, there were dildos. Dildos have been around since the days of the caveman. I I take that back. But except for (laughs) dildos, there hasn't really been other sex toys because there wasn't electricity to use them. (laughs) But there have been dildos found even in the caveman days that were carved out of stone. So women were always wanting to put something in there, George. I'm guessing so. I now you, now you've set a whole new picture in my head of stone dildos. Oh god. I cannot imagine that must must have been rough. Think what Wilma Flintstone and Betty Rubble were getting up to. Oh my gosh. When Barney and Fred were at the uh, the quarry, <laughs> they had their own carved dildos apparently. Even back in the stone age they did. Even in ancient China, they had uh, lots of dildos. All these things. And in the days of the harems, obviously the sultan could only be with one woman a night. What about the other few dozen wives that he had? They had to keep themselves happy somehow. They were given usually ones that were carved out of ivory. Well, ivory is a smooth material. It is. The stone one doesn't really sound that comfortable, no. And heavy, very heavy. Oh, my God. Can you imagine having to carry that thing around? That would be very heavy to try and use that in and out of yourself. It really would. But the, um, the ivory one... I don't think that would be too heavy, and it would be quite fancy-looking. I hate to think of the poor elephant that was killed for his tusks for dildos, but they have been around a long time. I haven't seen that movie, but I would like to. That one with Maggie Gyllenhaal about the the beginning of the inventing of the vibrator. I've wanted to see that movie. I've seen it advertised online many times, and I haven't gotten around to seeing it, but I would like to see it. People don't understand a lot of times... I knew that it was true, but the majority of people didn't know that vibrators were invented by doctors because until then, women were going to their doctors to get masturbated, what they called pelvic massage, because this is how they created or cured rather the so-called hysteria. That's the name of that movie. Wow. A woman was considered hysterical because hysteria is coming from the word like hysterectomy hyster like the uterus that's where that word originates from if a woman was having depression or she had mood problems she would go to the doctor and the doctor would massage her genitals for a pelvic massage to induce an orgasm it seems ridiculous that you were going to your doctor to get a hand job basically when you could have been doing this yourself for free and after doing this a number of times a day 
the doctor's hands and wrists would become so fatigued that they thought, we have to figure out some kind of invention here so that our forearms and wrists aren't paying from rubbing these women's genitals all day. I know it's a ridiculous beginning, isn't it? I had no idea that's how it all originated. Yes, vibrators were, after the vacuum cleaner, they were the most common appliances to have in the home in the early 20th century. There was about four appliances that were really high on the list, like a vacuum cleaner, a stove. This is before the fridge even. I remember my grandmother used to, she was totally non-sexual, very serious, and she used to call them back massagers, and she would never have believed this. She's been passed away since that movie came out, and she would have been horrified if she had known that the origin of the vibrator had anything to do with masturbation because she used to use this on her scalp. She had one that she would use on her scalp. I don't know what the <laughs> hell she thought it was doing by using it on her scalp, but, and her, her shoulders, she would use this on her. Th- I remember when I was a little girl, she had this thing. I don't know what she thought this was doing any good on your shoulders or your scalp. She did use it for that. And she would have been horrified if she had known the origins of this, but vibrators did get their start by being invented by doctors to get women off to prevent their own arm and hand fatigue. Wow, I had no idea. The I'm, more a you f- know. I'm a font of bizarre information, George. I really am. Unbelievable. Well, that and that you was didn't very... know this. I, I knew you. I knew. I knew you had tons of information. No, I mean, um, you, you never knew about the beginning of the vibrator. That this is no. how it started. Was. Uh, by being invented by doctors to prevent their own hand and wrist fatigue. Because imagine if you had eight appointments set up for the day and you had to be rubbing women between the legs, I don't know how long it would take some of them, maybe 20, 30 minutes. I can imagine if you had eight appointments set up during your day, your hand and wrist would be darn tired if you were doing this over and over and over. Can I still apply for those jobs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I'm going to look on Craigslist. Keep in mind, this was before people regularly showered on a regular basis or bathed. So I don't even want to know some of the aromas that would have been coming out from under those skirts. I don't really want to even think about that. That could have been pretty gnarly. And this is before pubic hair grooming and shaving and everything else. So you could have some stinky, hairy pussies there, George. That would not be pleasant. These doctors were earning their money. They were. It's funny now that you bring that up, how back in those days it was viewed as, I have to go to a doctor for this pelvic massage yes i know and for all those that can't see us i'm doing air quotes pelvic massage (laughs) (laughs) nowadays if if a massage therapist or any anyone in that line of work were to suggest to a woman oh oh, i highly recommend our pelvic massage the doctors would be stripped of their medical license instantly (laughs) they'd be shamed in the newspapers it'd be sexual assault Oh yeah, you'd be in yes, you'd be in handcuffs before oh, you yes. could finish saying the word. Yeah, it it really is amazing how the origins of things have come so far. Because I can just see a gynecologist today saying, "Well, I, I would recommend the pelvic massage for you. Uh, at least twice a week, we will get you in for an appointment." Yeah, he would be stripped of his license pretty fast. I mean, can, yeah, how how it'd be impossible to suggest as a male doctor to suggest to a woman i think yes you know what sharon i think you're gonna have to come back for our pelvic massage 
And these women's husbands knew that this is why they were going to the doctor. This was looked at as a totally medical procedure. Nothing <laughs> sexual. It, it, it amazes me that it was not viewed as sexual, and yet it, it was not. I'm imagining the conversations between two guys at work. Like, hey, what are you doing later, Bob? Oh, don't remind me. i got to take my wife to get masturbated. She has to go have her <laughs> pelvic massage. She's been a bit hysterical this week. She's been, yeah, a little out of control. Yep. And she, she needs... She's and, been and, having temper tantrums. Yes, and Her moods I, have been uneven. It's time for another pelvic massage. He, I got, I got to hand it to that doctor. He really knows what to do with her pussy. She calms down <laughs> immediately afterwards. She's a whole new woman That's when she right. comes out. I know. In today's world, it's absolutely unthinkable. It really is. And yet, this, this was the origins for the beginnings of the vibrator. I really have to watch that movie because I've written several blogs about this uh, subject and I've even used the YouTube little movie uh, trailer at the bottom of these <laughs> blogs to jazz it up. And it's like, I've seen that trailer like probably 10 times. And it's like, I've never seen the movie. And it's like, I want to see it because it, it's supposed to be kind of uh, amusing. It really is absurd, but it is true that that was how the vibrator came to be. And so the doctors, rather than being overwhelmed by these legions of women at their office, decided to market this so that they could give themselves pelvic massages at home. And, how times, and how times this have changed. was the birth of the vibrator. In the late 1800s, early 1900s, this is when it was all coming about. Unbelievable. It is. It really is an incredible story how the origins of, of some things went on. Now, surely some women must have been getting busy with themselves without having to rope the doctor into it and have to pay a fee. God knows how much you'd have to pay to get this pelvic massage. Unbelievable. I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure many women, maybe after going once, kind of figured it out. Oh, I, I can do this on my own. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, I can do. <laughs> I can do what he's doing. <laughs> you would think. You would think after one time you would get the hang of it that if this is what he does, I can do this myself and it's not going to cost money and I don't have to come in for an appointment. The fact that their husbands understood about this is sort of amazing as well, that they mm -hmm. would be sending their wives off to be jacked off by the doctor and were totally fine with it. And it's like, well, why were they not giving their wives th their pelvic massages? I don't understand. Very strange. I've seen yes, you can I've, actually I've, buy these kits yourself, and you could make a mold of your own cock, George, to give to a woman. Uh, yes, I've seen those sites where they do that for you. It's called Clone a Willy. That's what uh, the yes, kit is yes. called. That's right. And you mix up this stuff. I don't know, some kind of silicone stuff that you mix up. And you have to have an erect penis at the time, and then you put it in the cylinder and sit there for a couple of minutes until it hardens. And then you extract your penis and then you pour in a different solution to fill in the mold part and there you go yeah i think that's a cure for i don't know 24 hours or something before you would actually be able to use it but you could actually make a replica of your own cock you know i honestly considered i never mentioned it to him because he, he would have thought i was daft i actually considered doing that with one of my phone parts <laughs> you were you were gonna ask him to make a replica. I considered it, but I <laughs> I went against it. I I didn't say anything because I thought he'd think I'm fucking nuts if I mention this. I had written about one of these kits 
on one of the sex toy sites, I started to ponder this as I was writing it, thinking, <laughs> I wonder if he would agree if I bought this and send it to him. If he could make a replica of his cock and send it to me, it would be interesting. It would. I know from some of the reviews I've read about those things, this stuff sets up pretty quickly. And if you don't have an erection for the whole time, it can not go well. So you really have to read the directions and know what you're doing before you start whomping this stuff up because it it goes pretty quickly once you start it. You don't have time to dicker around. I, I did consider this. I don't know whether he would do it. I think I can probably live without a replica of his cock. But for a moment, for a few days actually, I did ponder this. The things that go through my mind, George, you have no idea. I'm to dicker around. Hey, it's almost I mean, it's... frightening being inside Sharon's mind. It is. Sometimes even for me it is. What if he would have said, okay, I'll do a replica of my cock for a replica of your pussy? Oh, God. I don't know whether they have one of the buy, do it yourself, clone the pussy kits. The cock ones I've seen, but the pussy ones, I think you might need help with that because I don't see how you'd be able to do that yourself if you're a woman. For the guy, it wouldn't be that hard if you can move quickly to do the one for the cock, but the pussy one seems a bit more involved. But I would did you, ponder... would, would you have done an even swap? Oh, God. If he I don't been, know. I honestly don't said, know. I will do this for you, but I want a replica of yours. He has claimed that he's so thick, I probably wouldn't be able to take him in anyway. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never that, seen a picture. He's never said a picture. Red flags um, are going off. As, if, if a guy has to tell you how <laughs> big and thick he is, it's usually the, the rule always, it's always going the opposite way i don't know he's been my longest term phone partner i'm probably embarrassed to admit i have sent him naughty pictures of me i don't send those out to many people George. believe me it's a very very short list that has ever gotten naughty pictures of me i'm sure a lot of people are surprised that i ever have sent naughty pictures of myself well knowing that you do i'm sure the, <laughs> the, the, the listener base will be submitting the emails requesting perked up <laughs> yes she, she, uh, she, she sends she sends naughty pictures? <laughs> I'm telling you people, it's a very, very short list that's ever gotten any naughty pictures from me. It is. And I think this brings us to our first commercial break. Yes, it does. <laughs> we'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by erotictalkphonesex.com. And we're back from our commercial break, talking about sending naughty pictures to our phone sex partners. Yep. As we make our own molds of our privates for them to masturbate with. That would be interesting, wouldn't it, George? It absolutely would. I mean, I know that there's personally or, or talk to anyone, but I know that it does exist that people will do that for their significant other or playmate or whatever well, sure. they want to call it if they were in like a long distance relationship and you were going to be away for a couple of weeks or a couple of months i could see you sending a replica of your penis to your girlfriend and saying well when we talk on the phone i want you to be moving this replica of my penis in and out of yourself and have to see how that would go yeah i'm guessing it could i i could see it as definitely spicing up a relationship Especially, like you say, if it's if it's a long distance one, mm -hmm. and you can't have the actual person there with you at the moment, I can see that helping when it comes to having some private playtime on the phone mm -hmm. or online. You um, could even be watching them over Skype. Oh, as that's they right. Do this. 
Because, I mean, it could be anywhere in the world on your business trip or wherever you have to be if you're away for family stuff for a couple of weeks or months. You could set up your computer in your little room and and have your lover watch you absolutely as doing this. and just absolutely. pray that they don't record it and after the relationship goes to hell they don't upload it to Xamster. That, well that's that's in the fine print the revenge porn yes revenge that, porn yes, is it, a market unfortunately yes There's a lot I, of I've addictive heard, awful people out there heard of i want the engagement ring back i've never heard of oh um the replica of my cock please yes that would be something. But yeah. yes, sex toys, there's all kinds of things to talk about with sex toys. Sex toys for men is probably the fastest growing area. It, it's grown a lot. I it mean, really it, it has. Used to be, it used to be limited to the vibrators and dildos for women. That but they now could also use on themselves, yes. Guys kind of raise their cocks, sort of say, and say, hey, we want in on this too. Well, the Fleshlight is the number one selling men's sex toy. And it's a very interesting story. I read an article about that, about the beginning of the Flesh toy and the the long road this man had to take to invent this and the testing that went on with his friends and everything when he'd give them the prototypes to say, here, use this and get back to me. It really is an interesting story. But it has gone way beyond the Fleshlight I don't know about you, George, and I don't expect you to reveal anything too personal to our listeners, because I'm sure that's very private, but anal stimulation for men is very popular. I can uh, tell you from clients that I talk to, this is going on a lot. These prostate massagers and using the dildos and butt plugs and whatnot, this is very popular among men. It really is. I've heard and read about it myself, and Mm -hmm. it, it seems to be a growing trend among men that more and more men are coming out now admitting that something that they truly enjoy yeah i do hear this a lot because a lot of them are embarrassed if their wives or their girlfriend would find such toys unfortunately they're using items that they shouldn't that are more easily concealed household items that would not need an explanation they're using carrots cucumbers candles all kinds of things that uh, will turn into embarrassing er visits if they go awry i have chatted with a number of doctors <laughs> there's a lot of naughty doctors online george there are and some of them have worked in the er they're not all specialists or surgeons or something and they will tell me some of these stories oh you wouldn't believe what came in last week and when something like that happens the whole hospital knows about it in five minutes. Word spreads like wildfire. I can remember one doctor I used to chat with for years. He said that he has extracted everything from pine cones to Barbie dolls. Out oh my of gosh. People's asses. And I thought, a pine cone? Really? Ow. That seems beyond painful. Those things are sharp. That, ugh. No, that, no the thanks. thought of that is just, oh my God, why the hell would anybody contemplate putting a pine cone up their ass? It's just unthinkable. <laughs> I've heard stuff from clients that has made me question. One said he had an apple up his ass. I remember that. That was a British guy. And I thought, wow, I can't believe this man's telling me he's got an apple up his ass. Now, I don't know whether this was like a crab apple that was really tiny. I don't know. But regardless, I don't know why anybody would be putting fruit up their ass. That just not seem advisable it yes <laughs> i no. mean does apple juice come out their mouth when they stick oh it god up? well don't eat pies at his house that's for sure 
Oh my god. Oh Ew. lord. I don't know. I've talked to ones using carrots, cucumbers, all kinds of things. One that was fucking a melon. He had carved a hole in the melon. I guess if you touch melons, it's sort of slippery, that juice that they have. And I thought, God, you're fucking a cantaloupe. I can't believe this is going on as I'm talking to you. There's all kinds of strange things that I hear that people are using. And I wrote a blog on that and I titled it Fruit Fuckers. <laughs> because indeed there are fruit fuckers out there and vegetable fuckers as well. But it's not advisable, these things. You really should get a toy that's made for there if that's what you're planning to do rather than using some inappropriate household object that may hurt you or cause grave embarrassment if you have to seek medical help as, for these things. Do you think as, as a woman, more women prefer toys or fingers? I can't speak for other women. I personally am not a toy fan. I do have a vibe. It's kind of a bizarre story why I have one. I have used it a few times. I use it a couple of times a year and then it's like after I use it, it's like, oh yeah, I remember why I don't use this. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's like for me a toy vibrator induced orgasm is like a term that some men that are into teeth and denial use a ruined orgasm it is like a non-complete orgasm it, it's it's sort of hard to describe i know some women just love their toys they rave about them and some women i have read they are not even able to come without a vibrator that's the only way some women are able to climax i just don't get that because it is a poor quality orgasm to me it really is i remember one of the guys i chat with i discussed this with one of my 18 year old phone partners actually and but he's very wise for his age and and well educated he's a nice kid he said well you don't have to work for your orgasm if you're using a toy and i thought gee that's very true and he said you're literally just laying there holding it against your body and i thought yeah that's right you're not doing anything really you're just letting it do its work as you hold it there and he said when you're using your hands you're putting your whole body into it. You're getting out of breath. You're exhausting yourself. You're bucking your hips. You're moving your hand and your arm. And I thought, yeah, that's right. And he said, you're really working for it. And he said, it's better when you work for it. And I thought, that's exactly it. It really is better when you work for it. It's a much more satisfying and intense and a whole body experience. For me, that's how I can describe it. He, he described it quite well. And I thought, if you're just laying there holding a vibe against your clit, you're not doing anything. You're just letting it do its work on your skin. And you're not working for it. It's just not a whole body experience. It's like, yes, you can orgasm, but it's just, it's not the same. Well, some, some women will say that, you know, that they move it around and massage them themselves and they don't just like put it there and just wait for the for the <laughs> just, orgasm to, come, to come on along. now i'm waiting for come, this. On. come on okay yeah. i haven't got i haven't got much more time <laughs> some like you know they'll move their hips up and down and rub themselves on it and or massage their clit area with it some That's women the only thing i've ever done is, the, is massage the clit area with the vibe i never insert it but I just, I really, I just don't care for it. And and I ask because yes, I've I've heard all um, and read all that a lot of women do prefer just using their fingers because it feels more real, I guess. It's more natural. Say. It's yeah, much you, more yeah. natural. It really is. I have never obviously had a penis or used a fleshlight, so I can't compare how a fleshlight would feel compared to a real pussy. Some guys 
genuinely love it. Those pocket pussies, that's not quite a fleshlight, but it's not terribly different in the in the principle of it. And some of them really love those things. They say that it does feel real, especially if you maybe warm it up a little and you put lube inside. It can feel very real. I've never used one. <laughs> I honestly, I will honestly admit. I've oh, never you can be honest with us, George. You can <laughs> yeah. tell oh, us yeah. anything. I have nothing to hide. I have not, I've never used a fleshlight, so... I'd be I'd be giving a, a a false opinion if I if I said yes I I I know or yes I can I can it really does work or it sucks no I I really don't know the same as for women I mean some women like the the dildos because sometimes you can't you don't have a real cock around and some women like they they'll just tell you I just need to feel something inside me as close to or as real mm-hmm. as possible to a cock. But you wouldn't and... have a whole body on top of you. All you would literally have is the cock substitute. You wouldn't have somebody breathing on you, kissing you, touching you, running their arms and hands all over your body. All you would literally have is this cock, this disembodied cock. Right. And but for some women, I think it's more just the, that sensation of feeling, just feeling something inside of them. As opposed to, you know, having like all, all the, the, the extra perks that you just mentioned, the breathing, mm-hmm. the having that other body to touch and, and feel and all those other perks that come with. For some women, and I recall many years ago, this one woman told me, she said, I, I just, when, when it comes to masturbating, she said, I, I just need to feel something inside as close to, as, as close to a cock as possible. And I she said, that's, something. that's why I use a dildo. Sometimes you don't have a guy that you can call and will come over or, mm-hmm. or be lucky to have the, the hot next door neighbor, male or female, can turn into a, in, in a fuck buddy. You gotta, so you just pull out the toy from the nightstand. Like I said, I haven't discussed masturbation with too many women, only a couple that I've chatted with online, but uh, I don't need the penetration. I'm strictly a quit girl when it comes to <laughs> masturbation. Even though I use my fingers, I never insert them. I never put them inside. Even though I have this vibe, I have never put it inside. I've only ever held the tip of it onto the clit area. So I guess for some women, they like the penetration, but for all of us, it's definitely not where the action is because some of these vibes that I see on these sex toy websites that I write for, especially, like I said, the bullet vibes, they're they're just meant for the external stimulation. I, I can picture so many of these hundreds of ones that I've written descriptions for on these websites that are all kinds of different shapes all kinds of things. The ones that you put inside that have got the clit stimulators, the ones that are just for the outside, all kinds of different things. There's all kinds of different uh, shapes, sizes, colors, materials. They've got everyone's made it from glass to wood. The ones that's made out of wood is heavily shellac. They're pretty weird looking, actually. And all I could think of was, do you really want a splitter on your pussy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want a splitter on my pussy. No, no. It's, uh, it's kind of a strange medium to make something for a sex toy is wood, even though, like I said, it's heavily shellacked. It's, uh, it's just sort of strange, all these different materials. The glass ones will last the longest. Yes. It's yes. medical grade heavy glass. If you drop this thing, it's probably not going to break. It's the same kind of stuff like Pyrex measuring cups and stuff where it's a heavy duty glass. It's not something that's going to break inside of you. And they're easy to clean and they will last a lifetime if they're cared for. The ones that are made out of latex and silicone, eventually they will break down. 
because materials like that are just not meant to last forever. But the glass cared for will last generations. You could hand these down to your ancestors. You could hand down your collection of your glass sex toys. Yes. That to would your look, grandchildren. That would look amazing. <laughs> on, and they read the will. Aunt Tilly's will. You get my collection of glass sex toys. That's right. Yes. Yes. To Nancy, I leave my collection of glass dildos. I love how these uh, things that they have on these websites that I write the description for they come with some little generic company description and they will say dishwasher safe and it's like oh my fucking god <laughs> you're gonna put a dildo that's been in your pussy or your ass in with your cutlery and your glasses that's disgusting i don't care whether technically it's hot enough that it's going to sterilize everything just the thought of that is repugnant to me that you would be putting sex toys in your dishwasher with stuff that you eat with that's so gross i don't know what's the matter with people george i really don't and i guess this brings us to another commercial break we'll be right back this program is brought to you in part by climaxconnection.com have you been looking for a free adult community website with chat rooms with free audio and video chat erotic short stories and audios and forums and profile pages to find free phone sex cam sex and cyber sex partners on then check out climaxconnection.com today because we all want to connect and we're back from our commercial break We've only we've only covered we've been talking about so far just the dildos. We haven't even scratched the surface of magazines and online porn and things that can enhance your masturbation. Things that can enhance, yes, absolutely. That's right. Well, of course, when we were kids, there was no internet porn to watch because there was no internet. Uh, no, there wasn't. We we had to. We were lucky that we had to try and decipher the scrambled porn channel mm-hmm. if you had cable in the house. The occasional magazine that somebody would buy that we would have access to, and look at on the sly, and hopefully not get caught with. And the erotica that would be in the magazines. Erotica is something that people have always used to enhance their masturbation with for hundreds of years, even before the vibrators. Because people were always able to write. People could write all kinds of naughty things. Even hundreds, thousands of years ago, they could write descriptions of things. I guess they would hope that it wouldn't be found by anybody. Because if it's that naughty, that would be very embarrassing. But... There were always written erotica stories that people would use to enhance their masturbation. I know you said you're not much of a reader, so you haven't uh, been much for reading the naughty stories. It doesn't really written erotica, I honestly, I have to admit, really does nothing for me. No. When I was younger, before the internet, I definitely used written erotica i would take my mother's naughty books i think i mentioned that in one of the one of the other uh podcasts that we did about Mm -hmm. these uh, these naughty books that i would find after school (laughs) and i would read them and and get naughty with them so i think lots of other people before the internet this was definitely one of their only options that they would have would be to read erotica as they were masturbating i certainly did that even into my 20s. I would be reading very naughty romance novels and things, and, and you could definitely find some good sex scenes in some of those books. 
<laughs> and it would definitely get you horny as you're reading that. Maybe that's more of a woman thing, George, than, than a man thing. Maybe women are more able to turn what they're reading into like the little mini movie in their mind. I'm guessing so. I think us guys we're more visual. Mhm. Mhm. We we need we we need we we need we stimulate the mind visually as compared to women that a lot of women can stimulate their mind and other things just by reading an erotic story. Well, if the writer is good enough and descriptive enough, it's hard for me to imagine somebody not being able to paint the picture with the words that are being given to them. But I guess, like you said, if some men are certainly more visual, even though it's described as graphically and as explicitly as it could be, it still may not be enough to push you over the edge. Exactly. Yes. No, us, us guys, we're, we're visual. We can read something naughty, but it's got to be accompanied by a naughty picture. <laughs> We need the naughty picture oh, to, yes, to, to get a, a visual of what's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess before cameras, they would actually have to draw things. There'd be naughty drawings. Can you imagine the artist that would be spending hours drawing some little ink drawing or pencil drawing or painting of some naughty scene that he would probably sell to some uh, pervy private collector? <laughs> and this was, this was porn in the olden days, a, a custom painting that they probably hired a prostitute to pose for. That was done. They definitely used prostitutes as models for naughty paintings. Oh, yeah. Just, yes. just like uh, Jack did in Titanic when, when Rose said, I want you to draw me like you're French girls. You remember that? Yes, yes. Yes, and he had told her about the prostitutes that he had hired to model for him. And I knew that other artists had done that as well uh, in olden days, because, of course, a proper model would never do anything like that. You would have to hire a prostitute to pose in such a racy setup like that to, to record. They're the only women that would do that, would mm -hmm. be the looser women of the evening, the ladies of the evening that yes. you would have to hire for such racy sort of sittings. And then when you bring it up to speed to nowadays where porn is just a click away. It all seems so innocent. <laughs> it, it really does. I mean, it was an adventure in itself to have some alone time to get yourself off because you had to either find an erotic story or find that hidden dirty magazine your dad or some relative had. Yeah. And nowadays, kids just lock themselves in their room and turn on the computer. We have... We have no idea what such easy access would have been like growing up. We had such limited options. Oh, gosh, yes. We yes. really, truly did. We had to make do with way, way less than what's available now. I think part of that, though, is going to make this generation and the one before that's grown up since the Internet has been around much more desensitized than we would be, though. I believe so. I definitely think it would, because it's like once you've seen all these naughty things, it becomes a matter of escalating to the next most extreme thing that's going to get you aroused. Yes. And we don't have that same level of desensitization that they do. But yes, porn, magazines, all these things that would be used to enhance our masturbation. I know some people that I talk to as clients and, and chat guys as well that I have. One thing that they do to enhance their masturbation is they will abstain for days, weeks, to get themselves to an extreme level of horniness for a fantastic, explosive orgasm. Have you ever done that, George? Well, wouldn't you think, though, that if 
it, no, I'm the type that it, it, <laughs> if if I'm feeling it, it's it's going down. I'm, <laughs> You're not no, going to deny yourself <laughs> anyway. No, 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 no. There's no savings account here. <laughs> no, 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 no. What? No, because you would think, and especially for guys, um, I, I I don't know how if it works the same for for women, but for guys, I think the more you save up the day you do decide to make it happen it's like stroke stroke kabang you're done because you're so anxious for it to happen for some people yes some of these boys that i talk to they have an enormous amount of willpower some of them will say i've been edging for four hours it's like fuck are you serious i could not do that i i think the longest i have ever done that to myself for would be there was one partner I used to do that with for the better part of an hour before I would come and with him I only ever came once and normally with everybody else it's at least two or more and he was big on the let's build it up let's build it up for a good hour and then we'll both just have one explosive one it was difficult to to hang back even for an hour yeah I can understand if you've waited that long a couple of minutes and and it's over. You have to have a certain kind of willpower for that, I guess, to really enjoy that. I'm not really that's into another, the edging thing. That's uh, I haven't. That seems to be also fairly new. I want to say, and I might be wrong. This whole edging thing now, because I really haven't heard of it before up until recently. Oh yeah, you've got to try edging. Oh, you've got to edge. Well, Some I... people are definitely into it. This one partner that I have, I swear to God, the last time before we played, he had messaged me and he said, "I'll be ready to play in a few hours." I said, "Okay." I said, "Well, what are you doing for a few hours?" He said, "Well, I want to edge until I'm ready for you." And I thought, this is like a couple of hours away. And I swear to God, by the time he messaged me that he was ready for me to call him, he said. I have edged myself 10 times now. He said 10 times I have brought myself to the brink of orgasm and then stopped. So he said, I'm ready for you now. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, are you serious? I mean, because it, wow. in your case, I can imagine if in your case, if it's if it's a phone call and it's what you do, I'd prefer, I'd, I'd tell him, well, <laughs> if you're going to edge for four hours, that's fine. I'll wait on the line. Well, no, he was not. A, he was a personal partner. Oh, OK. Yeah, okay. This wasn't costing him any money to play with me. No. And yet he had started out as a client. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm sure people's ears have yet again perked up. If oh, I'm absolutely. Client, if I'm a client, will I, too, perhaps get on the free list? <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But uh once in a blue moon, folks, it happens. Sometimes a client will cross over into a personal partner. But uh, no, he, it's honestly one of the only times that it's worked out because it usually does not work out to make a client into a personal for free partner for a lot of reasons. But that's a whole other conversation that people are probably not that interested in. It has worked out with this one. And, and we've played for probably the last year and a half. Every, oh, usually every couple of months we'll play. But yeah. Ten times he had brought himself to the brink. I always like to come a few times and he'll say, God, it was so hard to hold back when you came the first time. It was so hard. He's like, I had to totally take my hand off my cock when I heard you come the first time. And then it's like, he'll calm down again. And then when he'll say, well, how many do you want? And then he knows when I have my final one, then he will explode as well. And he's actually one of my favorite phone partners that I have. The whole edging thing. I don't know how many women are into that. I think 
so many times guys are into that because lots of guys can only seem to come once. They can only have one big finale. It's not the true for all of them. I certainly have some partners that are able to go multiple rounds, which is my preference. But for ones that can only have one, they seem to be the real fans of the edging because they know it's going to be one blockbuster when they do. Well, yeah, that is the case. Yes, I, for most guys, it's, it's just the one big one. Unfortunately, we're not when when we were wired, we weren't wired like you guys. That you guys are like the Energizer Bunny that can just keep <laughs> going, on going. You're going, you're going. <laughs> some guys can. I definitely have some that can do that, and and I love playing with them. I like the ones that can match me, orgasm for orgasm. That's always very entertaining for me. I like that. Have you ever have you ever had to tell a partner? Okay, stop. There's only, I think, two guys I've ever phoned with that could out-orgasm me. <laughs> Maybe wow. three. I can think of three, actually. Because I can put on a pretty impressive show of usually two, sometimes three. I've had seven. Two to three, I can pretty much guarantee every call with a personal guy. You're going to get two for sure. 99% probability of two. Uh, we can perhaps do more. Oh, actually, I guess there were four partners I've had that could have more than me. This one guy, he came 11 times. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I can't come 11 times. <laughs> that was incredible. And there was another one that would come like seven. It's like, I came seven once, but it's like some of them. And they weren't all, you know, 18. One was like about 26 or seven. He's the one that came 11 times. I can't believe the way you can keep going. There, these medical anomalies are out there, George. They are. They're like freaks of nature. They're rare, I mean, but they exist. Uh, you would think that like once you hit four and above, you'd become totally desensitized. Yeah, can become numb. I remember the call that I had with this guy that had 11 and I had had five on that call, which is still pretty impressive for me. I only have five a few times a year. God, for every one that I was having, he was having two and the one extra. It's like, I can't believe this is happening the way that he's out, able to out-orgasm me. But it's rare, but it does, uh, it does exist. Listening to somebody on the phone is an enhancement for masturbation as well. There's all kinds of things like we've discussed that can enhance the masturbation from toys to erotica to the porn to magazines enhancing your masturbation it just makes it all so much more enjoyable than just going at it alone in a room with nothing on to watch or look at or listen to that's really sad and boring if you don't have anything except your own fantasies it can be and there's also the whole and I, i'm guessing this is well i guess it could apply to guys too but i'm, I'm just thinking it, it applies more to women which is making that whole picture slash movie in your head of mm. who you're about to phone and cam with. Mm -hmm. And then the cam turns on and you're like, are you kidding? And this is true for all you women out there. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but nine out of ten times that you decide to cam with a guy, you're most likely not going to get that stud you're picturing in your head. <laughs> who knew Sasquatch had a webcam? <laughs> Go into it with the best and horniest of thoughts, thinking, oh, he's going to be so fucking good, and I'm going to watch him, and he's going to jerk his cock, and and then that cam goes on, and you see the short pudgy. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and away went the mood. Very depressing. <laughs> That's why I think it's definitely not for me. I don't think it. I know it. I've, I've watched some people for basically charity reasons to help them. And it's like, 
some of them I'm fighting back the laughter and it's like especially there's not many clients that I will watch because I really dislike it even for money to watch somebody and it's like some of them it's like oh my god I can't believe I'm watching this some of the things that they've done everything from drink come out of shot glasses to do dances with balloons on them to <laughs> towel strip teases one had a baseball cap he kept putting over his cock oh i hear all i see all kinds of weird stuff it, it really is yeah and, and and you hear these people saying oh i thought it was gonna be this hunky guy and mm -hmm. with a big cock and and he was short, kind of chubby. and Hopefully it's... they will have seen at least a still picture before agreeing to this. Well, mo uh, uh, well, what happens is a, a lot of times they won't see a picture. Wow, are you serious? So they just turn uh, on the camp? It's like, who's going to be there? It's just that... Surprise! Having, it, it's just having that ice-breaking chat at first and then getting hot and steamy as to where wow. she wants to cam, he wants to cam. She accepts without seeing a picture. And mm. sure enough, when There's the cam Sasquatch. goes on, there he is. And I think this brings us to another commercial break. Yes, it does. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by eroticaudiorecordings.com. And we're back from our commercial break. Thank you for staying with us. We appreciate it. Well, George, things that enhance our masturbation and make it a little bit more exciting. Yes. Uh, you and I had both mentioned before we got on here, another thing that some people use, obviously more men than more women would use this, is the sex dolls. Those are intriguing slash freaky slash bizarre. They definitely are. You know, I have an interesting story, as I have many. One of the things I uncovered during my blog writing, I may have mentioned this on one of the other podcasts, I'm not sure. I've told this story to several people, so I can't remember who I tell what to sometimes, is during the Second World War, Hitler actually issued blow-up sex dolls to the soldiers because he did not want them visiting the disease-ridden prostitutes. Really? Yes, but most of the soldiers were too embarrassed to keep these blow-up dolls in their gear packs and so they did not use them because they felt if they were captured by the enemy that this would be very much used against them which it probably could have been they did not use that but honestly hitler was thinking ahead in not wanting his troops to get infected with the diseases of the prostitutes so he was thinking let's give them a blow-up doll that they can use keep them a little bit satisfied with it's, it's an unusual story and how far we've come from those days to of the blow-up dolls, my goodness. Now they have dolls that actually look real. I've actually seen pictures online that I have done a, a double take on them because it's like, that's a doll. I can think of this one in particular was a doll of an Asian. And at first glance, you would swear this thing was a human being. It really looked real. And some of these dolls are over $10,000. They are not cheap. And you can order these things online. And I did see one of the websites because I, as I said, I was doing a blog on that. You can choose everything from the height the body type, the hair color, the eye color, the makeup application, whether you want it wearing nail polish or not, the type of clothes you want. Oh, yes. You they, can, every single detail, they you are can custom decide. Made. Yes, and it they, will come in a crate to your door. Yes, I saw a documentary on, on HBO, and I believe it, it's a well-known documentary. I don't know if it's still on. It's, I believe it's called Real Sex. And they did, and, and one of the segments of the, of the program was men who enjoyed these lifelike sex dolls 
and they treat them as if they were their partner in life. One guy, he straight up confesses, I love her. She's my partner. Oh, I God. care. I care so much about her. Wow. And he had her sitting there on on his sofa next to him in the living room. He buys her clothes just as if it was a real person. That really is it's creepy and sad at the same time. Tilt the scale more towards the creepy. Yeah. It. Can you imagine sitting across from the table having your dinner, telling her about your day? It's That's creepy. It is. And we've we've gotten technology has gone so far now. That some of these. I've heard that some of these have like motions now they have like tiny motors like for example in their mouth that will produce like a, a sucking motion realistic blowjob experience uh-huh uh, the, oh. the same thing the same thing the same thing between their legs as yeah. well as close to lifelike as you could get as you can get I don't know it is bizarre I would think maybe going to an escort would be preferable than that. I mean, obviously the doll isn't going to give you any risk of diseases, but it's not real. It's not alive. At least going to an escort, it's a real human being. Exactly. It's, uh, it's very strange. And you could go to an escort several times for 10 grand. Oh my gosh, you can become their best. You'd probably even, if you spend 10000 on the same girl every time, I'm pretty sure that once you get close to that amount, you'd probably get tossed in some freebies here and there as well. <laughs> Oh gosh! If I a have girl <laughs> escorts, so yeah, I hear about the things that go on. If a girl has gone to her over and over and over again, and you've racked up quite a tab with her, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't mind taking care of you every once in a while if you were kind of strapped on cash. Well, I don't know about that. I know one client that I have that goes to escorts regularly. I know that he said if he books three appointments in a month, it's a reduced price. You have to book three. So after, what is it? I think the first three are full price and then the fourth one is two-thirds price. Or No, what is it? It's three hours for the price of two. That's what it was he told me. Yes. But he spends a lot. He, he makes a lot of money, though, so he can afford these things. There, there's definitely repeat deals that you will get if you're a regular. Uh, I don't think you'll get freebies tossed your way, but you will get a reduced rate or increased hours, three hours for the price of two kind of a thing. There's definitely deals going on. I would think that would be preferable to an inanimate toy. That's just bizarre. I don't think uh, there's that many women that are fucking sex toys as guys that would be. It just, I can't see that working that well for a woman. No, a lot of women having guy dolls as compared to men. I would think any male dolls out there would also be being used by men. I, well, that's a good one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would think so. I don't think there's that many women that are looking for the male sex dolls. Because on this, this site that I write for, they do have a sex toy section. Most of them, I think all of them, are pretty well, no, not all of them, but pretty well all of them are the blow-up ones. I think those blow-up ones are pretty well more just like gags at parties that you would use. I can't imagine anybody actually fucking some blow-up doll. It just, uh, they look ridiculous. They don't look anything like a human being. No, it's just not at all. Weird. It, and even it, even some of those you could get a bargain rate escort for. Some of them are like $80, $150 for some of these dolls. You could get a bargain rate escort for that. I don't know how clean she'd be, but you could get an escort <laughs> for that. If you were on the street, I'm sure, looking for a streetwalker, you could find one. But oh, yes. at least it would be real. But these doll things, pretty strange. And some of them have to be kept on a hook 
because they have this hook thing at the back of their neck because they're made out of silicone. And mm -hmm. if they're left sitting in a chair or something, the bottom part of them is going to flatten out. They have to be stored on this hook thing. So it's like, you know, those banana hook things that you put uh -huh. the bananas on yes. that hook. It's like, imagine you have in your closet a doll that is the size of a human being that's on this hook. It, it's really creepy, honestly. It is. Yes. I, I have a funny story. There was, um, my mom was a travel agent. And I remember her telling me this client of hers, who was a businessman that regularly traveled to the Orient on business trips several times a year. And a friend of his approached him and asked him if on one of these trips to Asia, if he would buy him one of these dolls and bring it back. And he said no, because he was afraid somebody would think it was his. He was horrified at this. And he said his friend was kind of upset that he wouldn't bring back this Asian doll. I guess it was cheaper if his friend brought it back on the plane than to, you know, have it shipped from halfway around the world kind of a thing. And he knew he right. was going there. So he wondered if he would buy him this while he was there and bring it back. And he was telling my mom this. And he said he actually asked me to buy one of these dolls and bring it back with me and he said I would have no part of it. Yeah, I mean you never you don't want to be especially if if you're not into it, you don't want to be the one getting questioned. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's in the crate? What's in the crate, sir? Yeah. We uh, have yeah. to open this at customs. Yeah, to it's, what's in it's, the a, it's a fuckable doll, but it's not mine. It's no, not it's mine. It's not mine. It belongs sure. to my friend. Sure, it isn't, sir. Yeah, this is what he wanted to avoid, and that's why he declined. <laughs> yes, any oh, part I, can, of this. I can totally see that happening. Yes, yes. That would be very humiliating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I mean, like, if you're not into it, then yeah. And if, if you share within the same type of fantasy and whatnot then i'm guessing he wouldn't have had a problem with it but from the moment he, he said no I, I want nothing to do with that it's obvious he's not into it and didn't want to yeah. deal mm -mm. with the having to explain that it really wasn't his another thing that can be used to enhance your masturbation experience is something i have always enjoyed my whole life although since i got into phone sex i've given it up because now i only like to masturbate on the phone is water. I always loved to masturbate with water with the shower massager. Or when I was younger and I swam, I would go up to the side of the pool jets or in the jacuzzi. Water can be a fantastic orgasm. The shower jets, that's an, that's that's another one that's more well for obviously women. for women, yes, of yeah. course. Shower uh, the 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 force of Yeah, right on the clits. The force of shower on, on a guy, I don't really think it does much. No, there is actually. I phoned with a few people. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say how many people I phoned with. I'm sure people are probably thinking, this girl's a total phone slut. She's always mentioning all these different uh, people that she's played with, all these different experiences. Maybe they're tallying them up. I, I'd be horrified if anybody did. And the ones that are not mentioned are in the majority because a lot of them were forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> but um no there's definitely some guys that are into the shower massage thing on the head of their cock it certainly is mostly women that are into that but there are the occasional guys that are into that water can produce a fantastic orgasm and it's very fast it's a very fast intense orgasm i have a story a little blog that i wrote on my sexy chat with sharon site about a garden hose <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger 
And the experience with the garden hose. That was very fast and furious and not a wise move on my part. It uh, it was outside on a front lawn. And if a car had driven by and caught me in the headlights, it could have proven to be extremely embarrassing. Or had my mom come out to find out what I was doing out there so long. That could have been embarrassing as well. But because it is so fast and furious, I had a feeling that it would be over and done with before anybody would notice. And it was, fortunately. Mm -hmm. But in the shower massager, it's the same. It's very hard and intense. I mean, literally in under five minutes, for sure. Probably about three minutes. It's very, very fast how hard you can come from a water-induced orgasm. As several people have mentioned when they have listened to my me masturbating in the shower audio. (laughs) What a hard orgasm it is. (laughs) <laughs> in that because it's uh, it's very intense right on the clip with the hard hot stream of water it's it's, it's kind of like a shower sex toy for women because you mm-hmm. can you you can even control what type of stream you want yes oh yeah from the shower head yep. you can control the pressure of the water the temperature mm-hmm. of the water whether you want it on a pulse setting or just the straight stream there's all kinds of options it really is a fantastic way to orgasm but uh, I pretty much have given that up because now I like to be on the phone with somebody in bed and so the shower thing has gone out the window it it has definitely given me many many orgasms in my life that were pleasurable for sure when you masturbate in a pool underwater with the water jets that's at the side of the pool it's a much softer sensation than if you're standing in the shower with the shower massager but it still is definitely able to make you come pretty fast I'll take your word for it. (laughs) I bet there's lots of women out there listening, nodding their heads. Yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yes. Water is definitely a fantastic uh, medium to give yourself an orgasm. I wonder, now that you've said that, I wonder how many women, like, like when you go to, like, these pools and whatnot, how many women that you actually see standing there alongside the pool in the water? Well, if you're in a pool full of other people, you really have to be quite discreet about that. Because sometimes, I mean, it's I've walked and stood in in front of those water jets and pools, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a pretty intense stream that that's shooting out of there. It's it feels very good. So you don't for women, you can do it facing it or with it behind if you're bent over. You can do it in either position. The only pools I've done that in was. Um, a friend of my mom's used to have a pool and when I did that I was the only one that was in the pool so there was nobody else in the pool (laughs) I did it in a hot tub once with somebody else that was in the hot tub but they didn't know it (laughs) that was probably not the wisest thing I could do that because I can of course if like you said if if you're doing it with your back to it and bent over you're pretty Mm -hmm. much giving yourself away if you were in public You're bent over in front of the in front of the jet, but if you're just standing like with your you can arms, stand up, with your arms on the side of the pool. On the side, just if pretending it's aiming, to be. Yeah. How are they going to know? Pretending you're looking around and whatnot. Yeah. And you you can really get away with it. You don't really, from from the intensity I've felt on my leg, I'm thinking as a woman, you really don't need to pull your bathing suit aside. You can just stand in front of it. Probably. I prefer it right against the skin, aiming right, you know, I would pull the bathing suit aside. But as long as you can control your facial expressions when you come, so people don't know, (laughs) and your noises, as long as you're quiet, people won't know what's going on. You could get away with it, but I would really advise probably being alone in the pool before doing that. You don't want the people at the Holiday Inn to cart you away for uh, indecent (laughs) behavior. I I can imagine women listening... 
and who have either their own pool or are going to a pool if they're staying at some resort, thinking, hmm, I just might go stand by the water jet at the pool after this. I think all women know about this. I don't and, think it's and, any surprise. And just, you know, put your arms up against the edge and, like mm -hmm. you said, pretend like you're just looking around. Like you said, you'd need to have very good control of your facial expressions. Yes. Yeah. And, Noises, I mean, you, yeah. Yeah, you can't just go to just standing there and, and out of nowhere just going to an, no. oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, you got to kind of hold it in, I'm guessing. You do. Well, this has been a very interesting show, George. It really has. It really has. Well, hopefully our listeners have enjoyed it as well. And hopefully you will join us again next week. Thank you for listening to our Climax Connection radio program. We do hope you enjoyed our show. Please tune in again soon, and be sure to visit ClimaxConnection.com. If you're looking for free adult chat, erotic short stories and audios, and free phone sex, cyber sex, and webcam sex partners.